Happy New Year. That's right, today is the first Sunday of Advent. It is the beginning of the church year, as some of you know, and while not all churches follow a church calendar, the chapel as a non-denominational parish that celebrates all denominations does follow a church calendar, and I'm glad because it helps us to remember key themes and seasons of our journey in faith. Themes such as Christmas or the time of year that we celebrate the birth of God among us in the flesh. Epiphany, or the time of year that we celebrate that God came in the flesh to remind us that God came into the world for all people. Lent, or the time of year that we focus on our need to turn back to God, to repent, and to build our lives around him. The time of year in which we remember the crucifixion and the death of Jesus for our forgiveness. Easter, in which we celebrate the fact that there is so much more going on than meets the eye that there's a heavenly kingdom all around us and among us, and that eternal life awaits us. Pentecost, the season in which we celebrate the Holy Spirit coming among us, and it is a reminder that the presence of God is within me and within you right now. And then the long time of year called ordinary time, in which we focus on the teachings of Jesus and what they mean for our lives now. Well, as many of you know, uh, Charlotte and I wear different stole colors. Today I have purple on, which is the color of Lent. You'll notice our banners change. We have new banners, as you all notice, and they have changed too. Um, and I think they're terrific and purple because it reminds us of the royalty of Christ, the, our King. And as I mentioned, today is the start of Advent, and Advent is a four-week season represented by the four candles around the wreath, the center candle being lit on Christmas Day celebrating the birth of Jesus. But Advent is not only the time of year in which we prepare to celebrate the birth of Jesus, it's also the time of year in which we remind ourselves the great Christian promise that one day Christ will come again and make things right on this earth and set things right where there will be no more tears and all will be well. And while there's a lot of mystery around the second coming of Christ and while there are certainly more questions than answers, Christians have long believed and accepted that Christ will indeed come again. And Advent is the season that we are to remain vigilant and be prepared for Christ's return at any moment, perhaps today. As I said, Advent is both about celebrating Jesus' birth and preparing for his second coming. However, Advent is also about something else that I want to get into this morning. But just for fun, as I like to do at various Advent seasons, I like to, to sometimes do a little quiz in the middle of Advent around different things, and I thought I would do the same this morning, but with some different things. And this morning, I'm going to ask you to guess, just for fun, what Christmas song the following lyrics are from. Are you all ready? Now, if you know it immediately, just hold back. <laughs> Shepherds, why this jubilee? Why joyous your song strains prolong? What the gladsome tidings be which inspire your heavenly song? It's the second verse, by the, or the second stanza. I didn't use the first one because it gives the, it gives the title away. No. Oh, yeah, angels we have heard on high. Paul gets it. All right, Paul. Oh, no, me. I got it. Just showing off again. <clears throat> How about this? For lo, the days are hastening on by prophets seen of old. When with the ever-circling years shall come the time foretold, 
Now listen to this Advent theme. When the new heaven and earth shall own the Prince of Peace, their king. It came upon the midnight clear. For goodness sakes. <laughs> it came upon the midnight clear. <laughs> you all will get this one. He rules the world with truth and grace and makes the nations prove the glories of his righteousness and wonders of his love. What's the hymn? What's the Christmas song? Joy to the world. There you go. Very good. You didn't say anything. <laughs> okay, well, how about this one? I took my love, I took it down, climbed a mountain, and I turned around. And I saw my reflection in the snow-covered hills to the landslide brought me down. That's not a Christmas hymn, is it? That's a trick question. Landslide, right. Stevie Nicks wrote it. It's not a Christmas song, but as I think about it, whether or not she knew it when she wrote it, I think the song has a lot to say to us during this season of Advent. Now, I don't know anything about her spiritual life, but I do know, as the story goes, that she wrote this song during a period of time that her life was in great transition. She was apparently living in Phoenix at the time, and her dad said something to her like, Stevie, you spent a lot of time singing, and you worked on your career. You can give your more career more time, or if you want to, I'll, you can go back to school and I'll pay for it. What a dad. Her parents offered her support for whatever passion chose. So she decided to think about things, and so she traveled to Aspen, of all places, and spent some time with a house with a view. And there with a piano and a guitar, she wrote the song Landslide. The song's title comes from seeing a snowbank. The snowbank and potential avalanche within it became a metaphor for the songwriter's life and what might happen based on various decisions she might make about her future. Now the words of this tune, whatever they really meant in her mind, strike me, and perhaps they do for you as well, as they represent the times in our lives in which we may have been in a spot facing a decision, wondering what might happen if we make this or that decision. Those times in our lives if we've ever worried about making a decision that could lead to a disaster. Those times in our lives in which we've been in a fork in our road. Those times in our lives in which we wondered if we were about to make a move in some way, shape, or form, and we were worried and concerned that it might cause a landslide in our life. But the song goes on, doesn't it, with another lyric, and it says, Can I sail through the changing ocean tides? Can I handle the seasons of my life? Well, I've been afraid of changing because I've built my life around you. I've been afraid of changing because I've built my life around you. What a powerful lyric. You see, we all build our lives around something, don't we, or someone? We feel grounded by things or by place or by relationship or job or people in our lives. Don't we feel grounded by such things? And often when we're faced with a change of some sort, it involves letting go of something or someone or something that we've built our lives around. And that can be so hard. Now, while all of us are different, I personally find change or at least some changes in life to be very, very difficult. And the challenge is that changes happen continually, some welcome and some not. 
moving to a new place, growing old, or transitioning into an assisted living facility, taking on a new job, going to a new school, having a parent find a new partner, giving up an addiction, shedding, shedding pounds, learning to see things differently, letting go of a long-held dream that's not going to be realized, jumping into a new risky adventure or into a new relationship or stepping out of one, feeling older or wondering who the heck that is you're looking at in the mirror, having your children grow up and out of the house, turning 25, 40, or 85, falling on skis and finding it darn hard to get up and wondering where your youth went. As I think about all of this stuff, as I think about life and all the changes and chances that we go through and the decisions that you and I have to make, I can really relate to the words of the song, Landslide. Sometimes I've been afraid of changing, and sometimes I've been afraid of changing because of what it is that I've built my life around, an identity, a person, a place, a way of being, a time. And this leads specifically to an Advent theme I want to talk about. We're preparing to celebrate the birth of Jesus, we're reminding ourselves of the second coming of Christ. But there's another question. And that question is, how prepared are we really for Christ to come into our lives again right now, today? And either change us or help us go through a change we're in the midst of. How prepared are we really for Christ to come into our lives right now and let go and go through what Christ is calling us to do. Now, Advent, as I said, is all about preparing to celebrate Jesus' coming a long time ago. It's about preparing for his coming again in the future. But what if Advent, and what if the most important point of Advent for us today, right now, is accepting Christ coming into our lives right now? Maybe this is something we're invited to think about in the next few weeks. And perhaps God wants us not just to think about what he did and what he is going to do in the future, but what God will do right now in this moment. Frankly, if we spend too much time thinking about what was or what might be in the future, we might not be prepared or paying enough attention for what the possibilities are today, December 3rd. And so I'm asking myself this week, despite my deep faith, am I really ready for Christ to come into my life today, December 3rd, and change me at my core once again? Am I really ready for that? Are we ready for that kind of change? Are we willing to expand what it is that we're building our lives upon? Now our reading today is from the book of the Old Testament. Uh, book of uh, the prophet Isaiah. And it is a classic reading used in Advent because if you heard the words, Isaiah is talking about God to come again, to come among us again. And so a little quick background about the story. About 700 years before Jesus was born, there was this massive, powerful government and country called Assyria. It was a dominant world force in the Middle East. It went from where current day Iran is all the way across the Middle East to the borders of Egypt. It was a huge empire. And the northern kingdom of Israel and the southern kingdom of Judah stood in the way. So the Assyrians came and attacked the northern kingdom of Israel and decimated it. Over time, however, another empire, the Babylonian Empire, came and destroyed the Assyrians. 
and they came into the southern kingdom of Judah and destroyed it. Well, after years passed, yet again another empire after the Assyrians, after the Babylonians, came along the Persians. And it was under Persian rule that the people of the Promised Land were finally allowed to return home and to go to Jerusalem and to build the temple, to rebuild it. The book of the prophet Isaiah covers all of that history. That's why if you're in a hotel room and you pick up the Bible, reading a chapter out of Isaiah is totally perplexing because it covers so much history. In the first part of Isaiah, Isaiah warns people what is about to happen. These powerful nations are going to come and take you over. In the second and third parts of Isaiah, Isaiah offers people hope after they've been taken into exile and offers them guidance that one day they will be released from exile and indeed they will make it back to Jerusalem. So as I said, the book deals with a lot of history. There is something extraordinary about the whole story, however, and that is after all the people have been through, after all they've been through, after all of that history, after leaving Egypt, after wandering across the deserts, after they finally get back home, after they've been, been to hell and back, after they've been through everything, and they start to rebuild the temple, after all they have gone through, the people begin to do exactly the same things that got them into a mess to begin with. Isn't that amazing? It's like they never learned, and it is that context that we encounter today's reading. From one version of the Bible, this is what Isaiah says, but how angry you have been with us, God. We have sinned and we've kept at it so long. Is there any hope for us? Can we be saved? Our best efforts are like grease-stained rags, it says in one version. Now these are hard truths, and Isaiah is reminding the people who have returned home to remember what caused them trouble to begin with. They ignored God. They lived as if there was no need for God. And Isaiah says, please remember, avoid all the things you've done that have led to this to begin with. But then Isaiah gets to this verse that I think gets to the point of today. It's a beautiful verse. And Isaiah says, Lord, we're the clay. You are the potter. We're the clay. You're the potter. Through all we've been through, God, through all of our lives, through all of the mistakes we've made, through all of where we are now, through all of what lies ahead, help us to remember through it all that we are the clay and you are the potter. And it's here that I believe Isaiah is saying to the people, if you want to have an amazing life that God has in mind for you, if you want to avoid some of the messes that have happened in your life, if you want to live with joy, remember to put God at the center of it all. Build your life around God not other things or people or places, but God. It is God who created you and made you. In your day in and day out life, Isaiah is reminding us to let God shape us like a piece of clay. Now, while Isaiah's words are written to a people who lived and suffered a long time ago, I think his words have a lot to do with us who live in a vastly different time and place. I think Isaiah's words that he said to the people of the promised land are precisely the same words that he uses for us. And those words are God through it all, through all that is good, through all that is bad, through all that is wonderful, through all that is terrible, through all the chances and changes in life, 
like a piece of clay, God. Let us allow you to shape who we are day in and day out. What a great Advent message for all of us. God came among us in the flesh as a baby. Jesus will come again. But most importantly, let us let Christ shape us like a piece of clay day in and day out. Let us build our lives around Christ. So the message is we don't need to wait for Christ's second coming for transformation of our lives. We don't need to wait for Christ's second coming for healing in our lives and our relationships to begin. We don't need to wait for the second coming for peace to happen right around us. Christ wants to come into our lives and come into the challenges we're going through right now, come into the center of our identities and ways of doing things and have his way with us right now at this moment. Not kind of, not partially, not sort of, but completely. I know, again, despite my journey in faith and despite my deep faith in Christ, I know that every day I am challenged to build the core of who I am around Christ. I know that if I do that, that I will act differently, think differently, feel differently, and face things differently. And I know the same is true for all of us. So this Advent season, and today, in fact, I invite you to join me in doing the following. Have some straight talk with God. Be honest with God about those parts of your lives you're not willing to let go of. To have straight talk with God about those places and those ways in which you are resisting and clinging and not wanting to change the most. Talk to God about those things. And ask God to help you today to build your life around him. And if you feel you've already done that, you've got it down, do it again. Lord God, come into our lives and help us to build our lives around you. Not stuff, not places, not a way of living, or a whole host of other things. Help us to build our lives around you. Spend some time doing that today and see what happens. And in the midst of that, in talking to God, go outside. Hopefully it'll snow. But this week, go outside and in the midst of asking God to help you build your life around him, go outside to the snow-covered hills. And thank God for all of your blessings. And thank God for being with you through all the landslides in life you've been through. Let us pray.